Hello, good morning. Welcome to another episode of the daily. This daily podcast finds you on the 8th of July, Thursday. I trust that you have been blessed and nourished by the last few podcast episodes uh, by Pastor Janice. Uh, she is such a gift to our community. She has done uh, five consecutive episodes uh, and given me a decent break. And I'm back uh, with uh, the last two episodes of this week. And so I trust that your day is already off to a good start. And if it has not, I pray that uh, you know it will turn in a different direction uh, from this point onwards. And so with all that being said, let us begin today's podcast. Well, I'm pretty open and uh, transparent about this, but I have been seeing a counsellor for the last four months, uh, almost on a weekly basis. Now, I've done so because, you know, I felt that I really needed some breakthrough, uh, particularly in uh, my thought life, uh, some negative thought patterns that I have been really giving a whole lot of mental real estate to for a number of years and wanting to be liberated and freed. Uh, in that space uh, and I recognize that thoughts really have a way of not just um, being in your mind but affecting your soul, your emotions and by extension your relationships as well and so uh, it's something that I really really wanted to get uh, fixed. So I've been on this counseling journey for a number of months and I have been through ups and downs with my counselor. Uh, it isn't always pretty. There are moments where I leave a feeling even worse than when I first got in. Uh, and there are moments where I feel uh, just this ease and uh, lightness uh, even as I leave uh, his office. Just being able to pour out what's really in my heart uh, and, and getting some wisdom and input uh, and great questions uh, to steer me in the right direction. Now, you know, my counselor employs a technique which is really different from a typical, typical kind of counselors. And, you know, he doesn't really give me uh, homework or tips or stuff to do. Uh, we don't really have a clear kind of a tracking process for progress. And I remember there was one session I got really upset with him. I was like, how do I know I am uh, in the right direction? You're not giving me any tips. You're not giving me any exercises. What tools do I have at my disposal? And I remember even before I started talking about this uh, with him, I was just sharing about what's going on in my life and how you know I am so aware of uh, where these thoughts are coming from or where these feelings and emotions uh, stem from. And you know, I just had this almost heightened self-awareness uh, that, that was just you know being expressed. I knew uh, so much about how things work uh, inside of me and how they express and perpetuate different kind of uh, thought cycles and so he pointed that out he was like don't you realize that you are way more self-aware than you were when you first came and it was because of uh, this newfound uh, depth of self-awareness that I had a better handle of my emotions I knew what's going on I was less anxious and worried and I've been thinking of late of the importance or rather the role of self-awareness in the journey of spiritual maturity, spiritual growth, and depth, and how we need more self-awareness instead of less of it. You know, for many of us, perhaps you are like me, and we default to wanting more information, tools, tricks, know-how, skills, when we face uh, different situations. But perhaps, you know, in the, the journey of spiritual maturity looks less like looking externally for more solutions, 
but instead looking internally and identifying what has gone out of sync. What have I allowed inside of me, inside of my heart, that is now shaping my thoughts, my behaviors, my interactions, affecting my relationship both with people and with God? Now we commonly understand this process of looking internally as introspection. And it's interesting, the word introspective comes from two Latin words, intro and spacare. Spacare means to look out or to scope out, and intro meaning inward or inside. And so to be introspective is literally to look inside yourself. Now in small doses, introspection can be really healthy. In Psalm 139, David prays this prayer, Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. In another place, he prays, May these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And so we glean from scripture and and in the practices, the prayers of David, that it is right and often good to look inside on a kind of regular basis, probing for sin, exposing ungodly motivations, thoughts and meditations and cravings that are out of sync with God's ways. Over a millennial and a half ago, Saint Augustine famously prayed this prayer, Grand Lord, that I may know myself that I may know thee. Let me say that again. Augustine prayed this prayer. Grant, Lord, that I may know myself, that I may know thee. He seems to suggest that self-knowledge and God-knowledge are in a way tied together. We don't hear this often in church, do we? We talk a lot about amassing biblical knowledge. We talk a lot about understanding uh, biblical nuances and cultural issues and how we ought to respond. We talk a lot about, uh, you know, being immersed in, in good Christian literature. We talk a lot about amassing information. And we've often equated uh, the process or rather the means to transformation as just amassing more knowledge and information. That somehow if we are able to get our hands on more information, the more transformed we would be into the image of Christ. And the fallacy in this uh, approach is that we live in perhaps the most well-resourced and well-informed generation in all of human history, and yet the struggle of sin is as real or even more real in our day and age. And so we can logically conclude that information, just mere knowledge alone, is not the way to which we are transformed. There is something more that we need. And I'd like to put it to you this morning that we need to grow in an awareness of self. As we grow in our knowledge of God and what He says about us, at the same time we need to embrace this inward journey, this journey of looking inside our heart, our soul, and seeing what is there, growing in that kind of self-awareness. That, as St. Augustine suggests, is the pathway to which we know God. Now in my own life, I've rarely met people who have embraced this inward journey for probably a couple of reasons. The first would be the reason I've already brought up. We have this idea that transformation really occurs with amassing more information 
through the external. There's rarely any kind of internal journey or process. We often regard this kind of self-knowledge as inferior to God knowledge or rather biblical knowledge. But the two really go hand in hand in this journey towards spiritual maturity and growth. The other reason why we don't entertain the inward journey is because we're just simply too busy. We are too preoccupied with all that we have going on in life. And we simply do not have the time, the space, the margin, the ability to sit still and take time to look deep into our heart. It was Dallas Willard who once said that hurry is the great enemy of spiritual life in our day. We must then ruthlessly eliminate hurry from our lives. Corey Ten Boom uh, once said that if the devil can't make you sin, he'll make you busy. Because the truth is this, that both sin and busyness have the exact same effect. They cut us off from connection to God, to other people, and even to our own soul. And we live at such a pace to the ruin and detriment of our very own souls. And perhaps the most spiritual thing for us to do in our culture in this age is not to buy a large commentary, biblical commentary set. It's not to go to another Christian conference. It is not to search out a prophet for a word. Perhaps one of the most spiritual things that we can do in this day and age is to simply sit pause and be still enough to look deep within our heart and soul to see the things that are out of sync with God his ways and to bring them before God and say God I need your grace I need your help I need you to lead me and that is the pattern of prayer that David has modeled for us in Psalm 139 and this is how I like to end off this morning's podcast I'd like us to walk through Psalm 139, specifically verse 23 to 24, and make David's prayer your own prayer this morning. I invite you, wherever you're at, to get into a position that's comfortable, that's quiet, that's restful for you, as we walk through this past, this, these lines of scripture. And I pray that as we do so, that God will indeed illuminate areas in your life that I'll sing with his ways, such that he may pour out his grace, his strength, his wisdom and leadership upon you. And so let us read Psalm 139, verse 23 24 together and make it our prayer. Search me, God, and know my heart. And let us pause in this moment as we invite the Holy Spirit the Spirit of God Himself to search our hearts. May our hearts be fully known and fully laid bare before our God this day. Search our hearts, O God, for the things that we have kept hidden from You, whether on purpose or subconsciously, may be made known to You in this moment. The verse goes on to say this, Test me and know my anxious thoughts. God, we pray for any thoughts that are out of sync with you, 
any thoughts that are rooted and grounded in anxiety instead of your perfect peace may be made known in this moment. Verse 24 says this, See if there is any offensive way in me for any area of our lives that does not glorify you, that is offensive to you, any sin. Lord, we pray that it will be revealed in this moment so that we may repent and be restored. That last line in verse 24 says this, and lead me in the way everlasting. God, we thank you for your leadership in our lives. And God, we ask even as we take steps towards this inward journey this morning and take all of the brokenness, the sin, the anxiety that may be deep within our hearts and we bring it before you, O God. We ask for your grace and your leadership to lead us to the way that's everlasting, where we have gone searching for life in the pleasures of the world, in things that will surely fade away. God, we pray that you reroute the trajectory of our lives toward the way that is everlasting. We ask for your leadership this day. Amen. Now that was a simple exercise that we did together that you can do every day as you just pause and be still before God and invite Him to surface things within your heart that perhaps you have subconsciously put aside or have you know, gotten buried over through the just the sheer busyness of your schedule. And as you grow in this self-awareness, this knowledge of what your heart or the condition of your heart really is, you will then make steps towards knowing God in a deeper, more personal way. And so thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Daily. I have one more out for you tomorrow. Have a great day ahead. Grace and peace. Hey, Pastor Andre here. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Daily. If you like what you're hearing and you want to check us out, you can look us up on Facebook or Instagram or check out our website www.thecity.sg for more information. Have a great day ahead. Grace and peace.